back, Soul Warriors. I'm your host, Darren Brunn. Grab your Bibles and open up to Luke 10. We're going to read uh, quite a few verses today, verses 1 to 16, but I'll move quickly through them because there's some important teachings in there. But let's do a quick recap. The Lord is on his way to Jerusalem. The, the Lord is bringing us spiritually into our regeneration, death to self and alive to the mind of Christ, to the spiritual life. And we're at a point where he's going to appoint the 70. Now, in the past, he has appointed the 12, the great 12 ways that we can come into New Jerusalem, into the Lord. But we're going to get the 70 appointed today, and I want to unpack that. And I want to give you also what is, I believe, the greatest secret to spiritual guidance. Let's begin at verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed other seventy also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whether he himself would come so these seventy who are being appointed go only where the Lord is going or going to come they're sent in two by two because two is a number of witness it all has to do with guidance spiritual guidance that if we're going to be guided we need to have the guidance show us the way and then confirm that that guidance is coming from the Lord or from the divine. Why 70? Well, seven is a holy number. Well, seven is the number of completion, sorry. People think of seven as God's holy number. Seven is the number of God, people say, but in reality, all numbers belong to God. But seven is God's number for completion especially in holy things. So, for example, the seventh day is holy. We have seven days to a week. Seven is an important number in that way. It means completion. Seven times ten, or seventy, means completion to its maximum, like ten commandments, ten multiplying. But here, here in a more natural sense, think of it this way. Back in Genesis 10 is it Genesis 10 yeah Genesis 10 we're given a list of the nations and they add up to 70 so I look at 70 here as talking about our more external states of mind the nations inverted commas our more external states of mind and the Lord wanting to bring them into holiness so he appoints 70 or the Lord is now going to go and do a deeper work. He's got his 12, so he's doing that deeper work in our most deepest parts of our heart, or Israel. And now he's going to reach out, expand out with the 70. He's going to go into our more external parts of our mind and bring healing, bring miraculous powers of guidance and restitution. Verse 2 says, Therefore he said unto them, The harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Go your ways, behold, I send you forth as lamb among wolves. Again, in a more external sense, lamb among wolves is a rather scary kind of thought. But what it's telling us in its spiritual sense here is that what we often think of as strong, powerful, determinate, you know, that Wolves are very strong creatures. They're very powerful. And lambs are more innocent and vulnerable. Often in the world, we look to the strong to lead us. But not so in the kingdom of God. 
in the kingdom of God, that which is gentle and innocent, innocent or lambs, will lead us, will guide us. That's what God puts in charge to bring around our more aggressive wolf-like states. What's going to lead and teach us is gentleness and innocence is what I'm saying. But I also want you to know that, so notice that as we go further into our external mind, it is more, it is more dangerous. That that is the area where we're more likely to be beguiled by our natural senses. And we do need the guidance of God, the, that innocence, the lamb to guide us. And we've got to learn to be able to be led by that. But we'll go on to that a little bit further. He says, carry neither purse nor script nor shoes nor salute any man by the way. Again, the spiritual sense is saying, don't take ownership over these processes that the Lord is doing for you. Always stay aware that it's the Lord who's leading you and it's the Lord who's causing you to grow in what is good and what is true. And in whatsoever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And now we're getting to the, to, the, to the core of spiritual guidance here, how to really be led by the Lord. First say peace to this house. In other words, I'm looking for peace. That's where guidance lies. It's, it's in peace. So I need, to, I, I need to say to myself, let there be peace inside me. That's where I need to be led. He says, if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it or that house. If not, it shall turn to you again. And in the same house remain, eating and drinking such things as they give you, for a labourer is worthy of his hire, and go not from house to house. So here is the key. I've, got, I've read those together quickly, those verses, because I want to give you the whole key here. What house are you dwelling in on the inside of you? You know, where are you dwelling? We all have movies running inside our head. And let's take an example. Say last week you were talking to someone and you had a fight, an argument. And now today you might be thinking back over that argument and you might be thinking, your movie might be like, gee, I wish I said this, or I should have said that. How could that person have said this to me? And we run those kind of movies through our head. But there'll be no peace in that. First say to the house, peace be unto you. Today, the scriptures are telling us, today as you go about your day, look for peace, to dwell in peace. That's the house you should dwell in. Now, if the son of peace is there, your peace will stay upon you. But if, as you sort of go through your thoughts, so let's, you, again, you're going back over this period of this fight you had. You start thinking about things, and your thoughts start saying to you, I think I need to contact that person and, and, and tell them I'm really sorry for saying that to them. I didn't mean it to say it that way. Well, these thoughts and feelings you're having, are they bringing you peace? Well, in this case, yes. They're, they're kind of leading you forward to, to ring this person or contact them or if they're in your home say look I'm really sorry about that so there's peace there the son of peace is there and your peace goes out into that into those thoughts and feelings and that's where you're to dwell but not if you not if those thoughts and feelings are stealing your peace but let's say that the thoughts and feelings you're having are giving you peace that's where the Lord wants you to stay and focus on that today that's the spiritual work he has for you today that's where you're to eat and that's where you're to drink but if the Son of Peace is not there, then you know, you're, you're in anxiety about this fight and you're thinking all these negative thoughts and feelings. Well, that house is saying to you, oh, I want you to eat from anxiety. 
or I want you to drink from despair. And the Lord's saying, no, don't stay there. Stay in the house where the peace is resting. And we go on verse 7. And that same house remain eating and drinking such things as they give you. For the labor is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house. Okay, don't today, whatever the work the Lord's giving you to do, stay there. Don't flitter back and forth. Keep coming back to whatever you, wherever the peace is. Wherever the peace is, that's where you're to stay. Colossians 3.15 says it this way. Let the peace of God be the umpire in your heart. And if you play baseball and you hit the ball and it's right on the line of the diamond, you don't know if it's in or out, then it's the umpire's call. And here, let peace be the umpire. Am I meant to stay here? The peace will show you. But if you're starting, if your thoughts are flittering from house to house, if you're now going to another another whole spiritual work and you're not you don't have any peace in it then you're not meant to be there and in whatsoever city that you enter and they receive you eat such things as they set before you city here talks of teachings or doctrines wherever your thoughts and feelings are going and your focus your city your teaching if it is if it is of god it will receive the peace and that's what you eat and that's what you drink Heal the sick that are therein. Say to them, the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you, near unto you. Nearness spiritually talks about affection. In the spirit, if you have an affection for something, it is near you. If you do not have an affection for it, it is far from you. So to have the kingdom of God near you means that there are good and godly affections rising up. But into whatever city you do enter and they receive you not, go your way out into the streets and of the same and say even the very dust of your city which cleaves unto us we do wipe off against you notwithstanding be you sure of this that the kingdom of god is come near to you so again if you're finding yourself caught up in thoughts and feelings and thought processes and we will get into these kind of cycles where we're stuck we just won't let something go that's a city and we and, and but it's not receiving the peace of god then you're told, go out into the streets and dust off the dust off your feet. Go out into the streets, what does that mean? Well, that means go back to first principles of truth. For example, the Lord, it says in the scriptures, the path of a righteous person is ordered by the Lord. So if you're having fear and anxiety about the future, what the future is going to bring, then you're in the wrong city. You're dwelling in the wrong city. And the Lord's saying, Go back out into the streets. Go back into the first principles. Scripture says the Lord is going to order your steps and you can have peace about the future. It doesn't mean you become complacent. As a soul warrior, you stay ready. You stay ready to fight, ready to to defend. But you don't get caught up in the city of anxiety. You go out into the streets. Go back to the first principles. The Lord has promised to order your steps. And dust off the dust. Meaning, don't even let anxious thoughts and feelings hang around you. Keep casting off those thoughts and feelings until they're utterly gone. Keep working until you get back to peace. This is primarily one of the most important steps. It's the seventh step of the soul warrior, day seven or the seventh step, where we are being the watchman, where we're learning to watch our states and we keep coming back to peace because that's how we get led into miracles, into incredible things. And it says here in verse 12, But say unto that city, it shall be more tolerable 
in that day for Sodom than your city. Woe unto you, Chorazin, woe unto you, Bethsaida, for if the mighty works that had been done in Tyre and Sidon had been done in you, they had a great while ago repented, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. A sackcloth and ashes there speaks of states of real genuine regret. Inside you, you have pain and real regret about certain things you've done and said. But it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And though Caper and thou Capernaum, which art exalted to heaven, shall be thrust down to hell. He that hears you hears me, and he that despises you despises me, and he that despises me despises him that sent me. Verse 16, and that finishes our reading. But those last few verses, I just want to quickly unpack them for you, because there's so much in them. For example, Tyre and Sidon are way off into the north, and to the west. The further north you go, when you cross, when you're in the northern hemisphere, the further north you go, the less light there is. The further west you go, the further away from the rising of the sun. So north would represent less understanding, and west would represent less godly affections. Tyre and Sidon were further off, and yet they would have repented if they saw the things that Capernaum had seen. Uh, Capernaum and Chorazin and Bethsaida, they're all in the north too. But what this is really saying to us is go into the truths the Lord's telling you to go into and do the work that he wants you to do and be led by peace. Don't go off exploring things that you're not being led into. Because the more truth you have and you're not living, it would be better for you to have not had that truth in the first place. That's what this is talking about. It would be better for Tyre and Sidon in that day. Spiritually speaking, just be led into the truths that peace is leading you into and work on those. Don't go off and get distracted with all sorts of studies and focuses and things unless there's peace in it. And that's the core of the message today for you soul warriors. Stay strong, choose love, and I'll speak to you next time on The Next Level.